Struggling Well podcast is a conversation between Jimmy and Susie Callum. Jimmy and Susie are co-founders of the ministry Tandem Spirituality, whose purpose is to support the church through cultivating healthy relationships in order to impact the kingdom of God. To learn more, visit tandemspirituality.com. Welcome back to another um, podcast of Struggling Well that uh, Susie and I have the joy of bringing to you. And we're in the midst of Advent, in the midst of the Christmas season. Um, I think for many people, that story is a very familiar one. Um, but it's also been one that um, I think has lost um, some of the roots based in Scripture. And some of the roots are now, seems like, are more based in Hallmark Christmas cards. So there are things that Hallmark would say are there that if you go to Scripture, that's just not true. Like what are some of those? Well, like um, the scenes that are there of, of Jesus lying in a manger and um, the wise men, or as the song popularly calls them, the three kings, three, three kings. of Orient are. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, there's no sense in which Scripture ever refers to just three of them. Well, the three probably came because of the gifts. Probably because so of the gifts. Just, you know, write a little story and. Say three kings. Yeah, but so that so that's not there. And also, they weren't there in in the manger scene. They were probably two years after. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun to see our grandkids as they've helped us decorate our home. We have a couple of different nativity scenes, and the grandkids never put the wise men in the scene. They have them somewhere else in the room, right? Because they know they've heard it said enough in our household that they weren't actually there. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, there's a couple of things that I look at and say, yeah, it's not exactly the way it was. And they weren't kings either. No. Which is, who wrote We Three Kings of Orient Are? Uh, some, some guy years I later. I think Tim Briggs wrote that. <laughs> I think he may have. He may have. Um, there are a lot of... Uh, so you think about how we've taken Scripture, and this is so common to us, is we look at Scripture, not, not us meaning Jimmy and I, but um, a lot of people, we look at Scripture and we kind of tell a story um, based on what we think the story should be. And so it fits a Hallmark narrative or, um, you know, the Christmas pageant narrative to have three wise men as opposed to, like, maybe there were 12. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but but that doesn't take away from the, just the amazing story that this is. Um, and you want to start with the shepherds? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so... He, these guys were, it was not a sought after job, first of all. And, um, they weren't necessarily the cream of the crop in town. And here they are doing what they did every night. Um, and, and God chooses to bring to them the, the good news of great joy. Um, and it's what they do with that that I think is amazing. I think as we're preparing for, um, Christmas Day, which I don't even know. Is that the right day? December well, no, it probably 25th? wasn't. It, it probably was more in the springtime. But anyway. It doesn't fit the snow falling on no, chestnuts roasting and all that. But um, as I've been reading the, the passages about Jesus being born and from the shepherds to the magi, and um, is there a lot of movement going on? Let's go back to Mary and Joseph. Uh, the prophecy and what had to happen involved movement. Right. They didn't just stay where they were. They had to move because the census was being taken. So there was movement to get to the birth of Jesus. With the shepherds, 
they the angel comes to them and says, um, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And you'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And then the heavenly host started singing. And then it says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go. Go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Let us go. So again, there's movement towards Jesus. So I love the initiation from the Godhead sending the angels to to say to the shepherds, you know, unto you today in this city is born the king of the Jews. So the initiation coming from God, and then they have to respond. And by obedience, curiosity, I don't know what, they move towards Jesus. Yeah, and then it, as the story continues, they, they leave there, they see the baby, and they leave there, and they move back into um, their world. And it says that they returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard as it had been told them. Mm-hmm. So so there's movement after the fact, too. Um, and, and I think what strikes us, we, we've talked about this, um, Susie, is that um, there's so much movement around Christmas. Yeah. You know, we, we move boxes out of the attic to decorate our homes. We move and we go. and we, it's, it's, a, it's a busy time of movement all over. But I, I wonder, um, is, is there ever movement towards Christ in all that? Or is it movement towards the holiday season? Um, so they weren't the only ones that had to move, though. No, the wise men, right. as we talked about, um, they see this star, which is fascinating. If you do any research on it, was it a, you know, a star that's still there? Was it a, what do they call it? Um, oh, can't think of the word. Let me see if I can find it. Like a nova, mm-hmm. supernova. Um, we don't know. But they saw it, and they were men that studied the stars. They right. looked at the stars. And I've read in, in one commentary that a star or something unusual in the heavens would often signify the birth of a king. And so they see this event <clears throat> excuse me, in the sky, and they're curious about it, and they start moving towards it, and they're, and they're looking for the king. So they move towards Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and they ask around, where where's the king who's going to be born and they they bump into end up with Herod and ask that same question and Herod is a little suspicious cuz he's going to be the king of the Jews that's what the magi have said right. so we know that whole story about they end up leaving Herod Herod well Herod says to them go find this baby so i can worship him too which was what he wanted to do is kill the baby right but he tells them to go find him. So they are on the move again, and it takes them quite a while. Um, did they go by camels? Probably, because of the distance. Maybe some were on foot. We don't know. But there was movement towards finding Jesus. Yeah, and and then when they leave Bethlehem, after they find him, they they obviously are suspicious of Herod's motives, and so they go a different way back home. Probably come all the way from Persia, ancient Persia, to get there. So, so that's why it was probably maybe two years after Jesus was born mm-hmm. that the Magi finally arrived in Bethlehem. Um, and and I've always found it curious. These are pagan um, wise men yeah. who study the stars, 
And yet they come to the conclusion that, that there has been a king born who will be king of the Jews. And, and so they, but there's movement towards him. There's movement to pursue and to find him. Um, and I, I think that's the thing that strikes us in this Christmas season. There's a lot of movement that takes place mm-hmm. in our lives. Christmas parties to attend. Um, presents fr- to buy. Presents to buy. Um, decorations to put out. All that movement, there's nothing wrong with any of that. But, but I have to ask myself, is there, is there movement for me towards Jesus in the midst of all that? You know, the thing that I love about when the wise men do finally find um, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, Jesus it says, um, and going into the house, they saw the child, this is in Matthew 2, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. That, that's amazing to me. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, and we know gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And somehow, um, I mean, giving gifts is a wonderful thing. I, I love giving gifts much more than receiving gifts. But these men, however many there were, when they see Jesus, now again, they're pagan, they come, they see him, and there's something about him that is remarkable. So they fall down, these pagans fall down before him and worship him. And then they bring him these gifts. They give Jesus gifts. Um, what a different look at Christmas than what we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a gift giving is a wonderful thing. Having your kids get excited over you being thoughtful and getting them a gift or getting something for the people you love is a wonderful thing. I think we've missed, I've missed through many, many years, I've missed what the purpose was, is to worship Jesus, that he was born. And so in the movement that is going on here and the and the worship that is happening in this place, I've got to ask myself a couple of questions. One, as I think about the birth of Jesus, am I taking time in the midst of all the Christmas crazy, to worship him, to be thankful that God sent his son to be born. I mean, if any of you have had children or have witnessed your spouse giving birth, it, it's a messy situation. But the God, God became flesh and went through all of that to redeem us. So how these guys looked at him and saw that he was... Um, not just a baby is is so amazing and thrilling to me. Um, and and the other thing is, what do we bring to him? What am I willing to give to him? Um, and the f- first off is myself, um, but not in a in the way of you know I am I am in awe that you came. I'm in awe that you came to redeem me. I want to give you my life, my whole life. I want to give you my thoughts, my dreams, my my heart, my words, everything. I want to give myself back to you who gave yourself for me. Yeah, and you know, I, the the tradition that I grew up in um was not a heavy liturgical tradition. And I honestly, I was thinking back on this. I don't ever remember Advent being talked about or celebrated in the tradition I grew up in. Um, it has been more recently mm-hmm. in, in, um, in our lives. And I, I think how many years we come to the day after Christmas and Advent season, I, I look back and go, but I didn't really celebrate it. Mm-hmm. I celebrated a lot of other things. 
and and you and I have talked about this how we we didn't we weren't consistent with with reading or we weren't consistent with in some way pull, pulling our thoughts so you, to your point pulling our thoughts and our movement towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've done well to celebrate our kids, our grandkids, our friends, and each other, and all those things. Which again, nothing wrong with any of that. Yeah. But but to be able to find the space and the time to have movement towards this one who is the savior of the world. That that's what the the wise men did. That's what the um, shepherds did. Mm-hmm. That that's what Mary and Joseph did um, in in so many ways. In, in in the movement that is there towards Christ because of the incredible gift that He is to us. So our encouragement in the midst of your celebration, whatever it looks like. Don't don't stop celebrating each other. We're not saying that. But can you find time? Can you find space? Can we find time? Mm-hmm. Can we find space to celebrate the one and move towards the one who's the reason for all that we do this season of the year? Mm, yes. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about the Struggling Well podcast, visit tandemspirituality.com.